Are you ready to find your joy in 2023? Then follow us on Instagram at faithfully underscore unapologetic. Week by week, we'll work on growing our faith and finding our joy together. And we'll support you as you strengthen your faith in God. Plus, we'll have daily inspiration, prayers, and tips to help you strengthen your mind and spirit, securing God's joy in your life. We look forward to celebrating God with you on Instagram. See you there. Welcome back, beautiful listeners. Welcome back, guys. Well, today we have a juicy one. Today, we are talking about something that I struggle with every second of every day. Say, And you know what? It's a hidden habit. Yes, it is. And what do I mean by a hidden habit? Well, it's something you don't know you do. Yeah, it's kind of one of those subconscious things that I think... Probably the majority of us out there probably do it. Yeah. Uh, and I can do it. And it comes so naturally. Like, yeah. you wake up, you Without do it. Without even knowing. Yeah. And it's something that, hey, guess what? I can pick out in other people pretty darn quickly. Mm, same. Same. But when it comes to ourselves, we're kind of blind. We have a blind spot. It's kind of like the mook when it talks about taking the splinter out of your neighbor's eye, but you can't see because the log in yours is so big. Yep. <laughs> we're talking about and have a habit like that. Mm-hmm. And so... Let's, we'll, let's stop beating around the bush. What is it? What is that habit? That habit is... Judgment. Judgment. Ugh. Guys, Judgment. I... It's been something I struggle with so much recently and it, because I've been stressed comes out more when I'm stressed but it can happen every single day like I will my feet will not even be on the ground and I'm already judging the day based off it's gonna be good or bad based on the weather right like it's so it's so easy to do it and I see to myself I see it or I I do it to myself and I do it to others right and like with me it's like oh well, you know what? You're judging. That's negative. You're complaining. And then, you know, I can be doing the very same thing. And I don't really notice it like I notice it hmm. in other people. Hmm. Hmm. It's like I have amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it, it's so tricky, though. It is tricky. And it, and it stems... It's everything, right? And so judgment and complaining are kind of the same. But then how, what, but you said it's a hidden habit, but when people judge, you can kind of see it. I mean, it's, I don't think when I'm judging that I'm knowing more than God. Am I? What? 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 I think, well, we were reading devotions and it was talking about how when you complain, and I think judgment falls into the same category when you're complaining or judging, that you are telling God that I could have done it better. Like, I look out the window, it's snowing, and two days ago it was 86 degrees. I'm like, okay, God, uh, I could have done the weather better by making it 86 degrees again today. But instead, no, you made it snow. And so it's like telling God, no matter what you're looking at, if you're judging or complaining at anything or of anything, you're telling God, yo, I could do it better. I know better. Right. It's like, it's pretty easy to roll your eyes and say, again, really? It's like, come on, let's get real. It's like, we've been six months in this Hallmark greeting card snow globe, yeah. literally. And, you know, it's pretty easy to complain, especially when we had that slice of heaven with some warm oh weather. Goodness, it was guys. such a gift. Oh, so it was beautiful. such a promise. But it snow- started snowing last night and it's like still snowing. It's, 
I mean, yes. we've got inches on the ground. Again, we just got rid of it. And so it gets really easy to start complaining and judging like, hey, you know what? God, you can do better than this. I know you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, say what? You're going to tell the Almighty, the creator of everything, like, and we're in the middle of a big drought that, like, this water is not a good thing. Yeah. Not to mention... I'm not going to lie. It's absolutely gorgeous out there. It is beautiful. It is like we are in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's been gorgeous for months and months and months. I mean, it's like the beauty yeah. is astounding. And so that is one of the positive things when we kind of let go of that judgment and that complaining, God's blessings can rain down and pour down upon us. Yeah, absolutely. And But it's hard because even to the point of simple things like complaining like you had said earlier when we we're practicing like self-image complaining about yourself like, oh my goodness absolutely i have cried so many tears over my naturally curly hair i grew up in the 70s where the straight kind of like now long flowy hair is in that's not what i have i mean i remember i got so mad trying to straighten my hair and brush it it's like i whipped my brush across the room and then it bounced off the floor and it snapped into this little ceramic kitty that my mom made me and snapped off its head Mom, I was mortified (laughs) that I even cried harder. (laughs) It's like God said, hey, you're complaining about your curly hair. Knock it off. We'll break that. You know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm judging God and telling him he made a mistake. Mm -hmm. But because I don't like it, like for some reason, it's not beautiful. It's not perfect. It's not made in the image of God. All those things are not true. Mm -hmm. I do that to myself, too. I pick myself apart. I'm like, okay, well. God made you this way. Well, he could have made you better. Mm-hmm. Could have made your eyelids even. Could have made you look different. It's just yeah, telling God that you did a bad job on me. Right. It's like, God, why didn't you give me the long, thick, silky hair <laughs> of my daughter who's from China? <laughs> Asian. I want long, silky Asian hair. Give it to me, please. Or my nose. I've cried so many death tears over my nose. I've, you know, it's it's really not a pretty story. <laughs> it's been, you know, it was more long ago, probably when I was more your age and a teen, you know, when those things are bigger and more important where I love it and accept it, you know. I yeah. There's other noses that I like better. I shouldn't even say that, dear God. Thank you. Thank you for my nose. <laughs> I love my nose. It's perfect the way it is. Seriously, I've gotten to this point, but that's where you have to let go of these complaints because it's it's like saying, you know more than God. You yeah. know better than God. Yeah. Your creation is better than what God designed. None of that, like I said, is true. It's not true mm-hmm. at all. God is amazing. And when we move out of that, right, I can accept the beauty and the blessings that he has given me. And it's like, my naturally curly hair. I love it. I don't really do anything with it. It just kind of is. <laughs> yeah. There's not much to maintain. I have a lot of people who say they're jealous of it. Uh, so it's not, it's just my warped perception in that small, minute time. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, as a teen, I can't really say like I've gotten over some of these things or grown into it, but I'm it working time. on it. I'm working it on it. Time. And it's, it's, it's very hard to, to look at yourself and, Especially at my age or, like, I guess any age, really, if you haven't mm-hmm. worked on yourself, to to be like, oh, wow, like, God, you did make me beautiful. Or really any, judging any situation. I remember I was talking about how if someone's, like, speeding down the highway, it's really easy to be like, oh, well, this person's just 
driving to make me mad and they're just being an awful driver when really we have no idea what their situation is no really and i'm gonna say how many people how many people secretly pray dear god give that person a ticket it's like come on raise your hand if that's you we can't see you but okay the thought has crossed my mind and forgive me if those words slipped out dear god once in a while but it's just like i hope he gets a ticket i mean that's like a common thing it's like you're wishing almost bad things upon people because what they're speeding but how many of it's almost like god saying like for Jesus, when like they're gonna stone that woman, he's like, "Who here has not sinned at all? Cast the first stone." And it's everybody like, left. Have you not sped? Right. I've definitely sped. <laughs> Who here has not? Right, doesn't speed. Has never sped at all in their life in a car. Drove past the speeding limit. It's like, is there anybody that can say that? I can't say that. I can't say that either. And everybody that I've driven with can't say that. <laughs> yeah, and you have no idea what the situation is, and I think. I don't know if I, I heard this one time, but it was like, what if someone in that situation was rushing to the hospital because they had someone in their back seat that was, that needed to get there, or they were, like, you, you mentioned this, that what if someone was rushing to the hospital to see someone that was sick? Sick and dying, and they said, we yeah. don't know how long they're going to yeah. live. You need to get here, and it's a loved one, and that you need want to get there as fast as you can. Yeah. Like, you have no idea, we have no idea of the situation, and we, we have no right judging. No, God ultimately knows, and and I think in that circumstance, we're still saying, God, we know better. Yeah, and it's like, oh, come on, you know, I and people will say, I, I'm pretty sure, Kelly, that that person is not, right, speeding for any good reason. Yeah. But what makes it not a good reason? I mean, it's like one time I was late for a client, I forgot they were scheduled, and they're there in the office, and I'm like a half an hour away, and I'm driving as fast as I can to get there, and it's like, I feel like it's important at the time mm -hmm. so that I can get there and serve that person. Is it? I don't know. I guess it's between me and God. It's not really up to other people to judge necessarily. You know, I wasn't going crazy speeding, <laughs> but <laughs> I wasn't going, like, down the highway, wasn't going like 90 or 110. I was not going 90, just so it's clear, or 110 <laughs> miles an hour, you know, 70, 80 maybe, but the speed limit is 65, 70, part of it. I don't know. I'm not trying to make amends, but we do it, right? The point is, yeah. we do these things, yet we want to condemn others for doing them. Mm -hmm. And it can also lead into different areas of your life, like when they, things don't go as you expect. Yeah, I mean, you, you had an example of kids. And, and yes. It'd be good to share. Yes, and, and we've, I've talked about this before, but it took me seven years to have kids. And it's like, actually, the first time we tried to get pregnant I got pregnant mm -hmm. but I miscarried and then I didn't have a child until seven years later I had one more miscarriage in between there but you know that was really difficult and that is really honestly that was the start of my faith kind of my true faith at the time it felt like a nightmare at the time I was very angry with God it's like what are you doing uh, there's people who get pregnant every day how many abortions a day? How many how many abortions are there? It's like, God, there's so many people who abort their child. It's like, why, why won't you give me just one child? It's like, why is this not happening? And it felt like punishment. It felt like God was punishing me, which I think is a very common thought when we struggle and go through very difficult things. And so, but my kids now, I have two. I ended up having two kids and I adopted. And, you know, it was, that was... A period of great growth in my faith where I literally had to let go I think before it literally happened I really at when when 
I conceived Tristan through IVF treatments, it was the first time that I really kind of gave up hope. Maybe it was the first time I really let go and let God. And it happened. It was almost a miraculous thing, actually, when it did happen. But now they're almost 20, and I can look back and I say, oh, my gosh, you know, I won't want my life any other way. And Mm -hmm. if I had kids years earlier, it'd be a totally different kids, totally different life. My faith would not have been built like it has been built. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's the cornerstone of where I'm at right now was God leading me to trust him and to believe that he had goodness planned for my life and all that I was going through, that good would come out of it. And even with the challenges after the kids were there, it's like almost the big which I want to say joke, but it's not really a joke. But the big truth of life is that we have these things that seem insurmountable. And once, like, I have a child, everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, the challenges we had, I couldn't ever have ever imagined. I mean, far yeah. more challenging yeah. than having a child when that felt like the worst. But the beauty of it is the faith that was building then helped move me through all this where... I had God's peace and I could find his joy and beauty and I didn't get lost in that judgment and in that complaining where it's like, God, show me what to do next Mm -hmm. really became my next phrase. But I had such a small view, you know, back then of what life was like. And God has this big picture, like God's ways are not our ways. God's ways are much higher than our ways. He is almighty. Uh, He is sovereign. He has created everything. So, and I'm like this little speck, you know, like a speck of sand on the beach with that. That's about how big my perspective probably is of really what's (laughs) going on in the whole universe that God has created. And so why would he want my life to be limited by my judgment and my complaining Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is where, where we're getting. And that's the hidden habit of knowing more than God. It's like, let it go and let God. But it's so difficult when you think that you can run your life better. I know. <laughs> it's that control Or when you too. think you can run other people's lives better. Oh, it's easier to run other people, yeah. Other yeah. people's lives. It's like, yeah. I got, I've got a lot to say about other people's lives. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that, you know, having people in your life that are important to you to have input is a bad thing. No. But when you're like, oh, you judging them or complaining about them, that's when that hidden habit comes up and you start thinking that you can control other people's lives or your life better than God can. Yeah, and it gets tricky because sometimes, especially for moms, it's a fine line between is this helping them or is this judging them? Mm, is it really mm-hmm. going to benefit them? That is, that is them? a fine line. It is a fine line. Yeah. Or is it going to drag them down? I mean, is it a petty judgment or is it something that's really going to build them up? And it is a fine line. Um, And sometimes it can be debatable. And sometimes we can fool ourselves into thinking, particularly when it comes to our spouses, I think, that, no, this is going to help you, when in reality they just need your love and support and acceptance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That we can't change them. And they don't need you harping on the same point over (laughs) and over and over again. And, and yeah, after you've been married for 30 years, you know, it's easy to fall into that trap. Yeah. I mean, kind of speaking of marriage mm-hmm. and stuff, I think one area of my life that has been difficult or thinking that I know better than God is my dating life or my <gasps> lack thereof. Oh, my. <laughs> but You have a dating life? 
Well, as why I said, lack thereof. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. Good thing. Well, good thing. We don't want bigger secrets revealed here on. Oh, gosh. That would be scary. No, but I think I, I'm 19 and, you know, I've seen my friends, like, date and, yeah. oh, my goodness, I go to Christian school. There's people 13. that are married and engaged. And yeah, it's kind of like, God, like, how have you let these people advance so far in their life? And I haven't even had my first kiss yet. Like, it's Woo! just really. <laughs> We're it's getting secrets really, revealed. It's really difficult, kind of. And it is God difficult. Has, God has been like, or I, I've thought, oh, yeah, if I was in control of my life, like, I would have dated by now or mm-hmm, I would have right. done things differently. And. But God is, God is so good and kind of looking back, God has kept me so far under his wing and protected me from so much hurt. And, you know, I I pray that I do marry someone, but, you know, marriage is the vocation that everyone is called to. And like, I'm going to trust God in that process and that I, I do believe I will marry someone, but if I don't, that God still has a bigger plan for that. And absolutely like. He has such a bigger view of my life. He has such a bigger view of all your lives. He knows all of you so complete and so well and that he wants the very, very best for you. And so, like, for me, he's protected me from hurt or just complication. Like, knowing myself is confusing. Knowing my friends is confusing. Mm -hmm. And so to add a romantic relationship in there would be just uncomprehendable to deal with. Right. And so God has been really, really good in that. But I definitely have thought, oh, yeah, I, if I was in control of my life, I would have done it differently. But God just, he's so much more knowledgeable, so much better, so much greater than mm-hmm. my plans for myself. Absolutely. And you look back, right? You had friends that were dating in fifth grade, 13, right? Going <laughs> to get married. It seems ridiculous. It's exchanging notes and it was, it's so dramatic, but it's yeah. so exciting. And, yeah. but all that heartache, just think you missed that. Mm-hmm. But it's very, very, very real because I, I remember back when I was your age, a little bit older, but um, about your age, 21, crying. And I went to, I was a foreign exchange student and then went to a college in Wales over in Great Britain. And I remember crying to some young bloke over there how I was going to be an old maid and never, I never really had a serious boyfriend at that time. And, and I just sobbed and sobbed and it was serious. I mean, it was, it's, yeah, I get it. It's, I, I, I was there. Uh, for me, uh, I met your dad then probably about the next fall. So at 21, so maybe the key is crying. <laughs> 22, and we've been married for over 30 years now. So, but at that time, that it, it was a real thought. I mean, that was one of my biggest fears, and I, I get it. It's just like, I just want to be married. Yeah. Um, and so everyone, we have these different phases of life that we go through, mm-hmm. and we think, oh, like kind of at that time for me, it's like if I get married, then everything will be perfect. I yeah. thought that was... And would... right, that's another judgment in itself, yes, too, though. To be like, like, oh, God, like, it would just be perfect if I had this, but... That's, yeah, that's what I'm missing. My life yeah. would be complete. And I guess that's what every good romance and fairy tale <laughs> that's story true. tells us. So maybe that's exactly why I thought that. But it's like, oh, my gosh, that is just the beginning. And it has, in a way, nothing to do with anything. Yeah. But judgment is such a... 
it's such a complicated thing because you do it so unknowingly. We do it all the time. I, I just, it is something that I really work on. And it's like, I can't even believe sometimes the words that fall out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? I can't believe I said that. Yeah. You know? And it just like, snap, snap, snap. Yeah. It comes out of my mouth. And so that brings us, I think, to our first Bible verse that I want to read. And we're reading from Romans. And we love Romans. And I'm reading from chapter 2. And it is actually titled, The Righteous Judgment of God. And so if you want to, it's a great little chapter on judgment, if you want to read the full thing, I'm really just going to read the first line or two. But it says, therefore, you have no excuse, whoever you are, when you judge others. For when passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, are doing the very same things. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly that what we talked so about. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So he says, basically, don't do that. I'll just kind of paraphrase because God's going to judge you just like you judge those other people. Yeah. I mean, oh, example. So mom brings, likes to bring this up all the time. How I don't dress for the weather. Like I'll be wearing sweatshirts in 70 degree weather or I'll be wearing shorts in 30 degree weather. Right. If he's like, you're so cold, put on something. I'm hot when it's 30 or 40. But I'll see these guys around campus and they're wearing shorts. And it's like 30 degrees and I'll like be commenting on it to my friends. Like, oh my gosh, did you see this person? He was wearing <laughs> shorts and it's like negative 20 degrees outside. And I do the same thing. And so, so, and then here's me like, oh no, there's my daughter like doing me. But you know, I'm trying, that's that fine line for me. I'm trying, you know, just to help her. But hey, if she's fine with whatever she's wearing, she's fine. But and if the guys are fine with wearing what they're wearing, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> but that's how that judgment piece like keeps going and going and yeah. going. And I almost cringe when I hear you say it because I'm like, ah, oh, is it judgment? It's like, yeah, I don't know. But it's it's easy it's easy to to echo what we see in here, which is why we want to watch out for what we see in here. But that's a whole nother podcast. Exactly. We're talking about judgment right now. And so yeah. we have another verse that I think really defines why we don't want to judge or complain. Yeah. It's Isaiah 6, 3. And it says, and they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. I think this really captures like the essence of God. God is everything. He is so good. The whole earth is full of his glory, so he clearly knows what he's doing. Right. So if I am judging something or complaining, I'm going to complain about God's glory? No. Do I really want to be doing that? I absolutely do not want to be doing that. What do you want? God's wrath? Yeah. yeah, I don't want to second guess him. What I want to do is I want to be open to be able to accept the beauty and the blessings that he has before me. And they're always there. And that's what we just need to remember, that God is holy. God is righteous. God is the Almighty. He's created everything. Everything is full of his glory. Yeah. And so it's not our right to go and correct him. Yeah. And that's what happens when we judge or complain. Mm-hmm. So we want to stop that. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then we have another verse that we really like, and this is Second Corinthians, and it's chapter 5, verse 7. And it says, and this is, this encompasses in very few words. It's nice and succinct. It says, we live by faith, not by sight. Yeah. I mean, when we're judging, right, it's typically something that we see, hear, feel, like, externally we're sensing. Right. And, but when we live by faith, we're able to see God's goodness. We're able to 
kind of view things from a lens that is more Christ-like than, oh, well, that person is speeding and they're just making me mad. Well, right. they could be something, something serious could be happening in their right. life. So, yep. Yeah. Even to the point of like somebody's really mean or did something bad, it's easy to judge and condemn. Like, well, yeah. that is bad, but that's not for us to judge. We don't know the situation. Uh-huh. We don't know what that person's yeah. been through. Typically, hurt people hurt people. So. Uh, It's very common. So Mm -hmm. exactly as you said, when we live by faith, basically we're letting go of that judgment and trusting in God. Things to kind of help us stop judging, so hard to do, Mm -hmm. is to be thankful. I mean, this whole Devo is based on thankfulness that when we stop, when we get out of our heads and we stop looking at the minuscule details that don't really matter, and we just give thanks for what God has given us and mm-hmm. what God is doing in the world. When we say, God, we are thankful for the snow, we're able to view it as beautiful and be thankful for it. Yes. We and can see we can see the beauty. We exactly. can be thankful for it. Yeah. And it's kind of cozy. It's super beautiful. Uh, we are, like I say, we're in the middle of a drought. We're yeah. getting much needed water to replenish things. And we can enjoy the day for what it is. Absolutely. I mean, I would say, yeah. Snuggle up inside, start a fire, make some soup, work on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> work on Instagram posts. Join us on Instagram. <laughs> little plug. Little plug, faithfully unapologetic. Yeah. But it, God calls us to be thankful. And you see this in First Thessalonians 5.18, where it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Whether the, the sun is shining or... The sky is snowing, snow down, or it's raining. <laughs> whether we're in the hills or the the hills and valleys, yes. whether they're going, whether life is super joyful or maybe it's not so joyful. God wants us to be giving thanks in, in all, all circumstances. circumstances. It prevents us from that judgment or complaint. It is, and that that is exactly where my faith started building back in that dark period in those seven years where I didn't have kids, but I was going through all these problems, and I had miscarriage and the surgery that went wrong, and I ended up in the hospital there in the ambulance, and it was one thing after another. I mean, it, it could have really did me in, and I could have not had kids, and I could have been very cynical and judgmental and negative, but it's where I learned to let go, really, and give thanks and give my life to God. It's like, God, show me what to do. Lead me. Show me the next step. Teach me, right? It's like, thank you for my husband. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my house. Thank you for the love that people are showing around me. Thank you for my nieces and nephews. It's like all these things I have to be thankful for, this beautiful world around me opens up when you start thanking God, especially in the darker moments in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That really is the secret, and that is kind of really the plug that we want to yeah. leave you with. The one little golden nugget is, is like, yes, we all judge. Once we become aware of it, we can move out of it and give thanks, and God will change our hearts. Yeah. Thanksgiving truly breaks us out of the habit of us thinking that we know more than God. Amen. And that's really what we don't want to do. I love the way that that was worded in our devotion, is that... When we complain or when we judge, it's the act of knowing more than God. And it's kind of like, oh, what? Yeah. And honestly, I think that God will give us that power. He will show us that our ways are not the best. No. And I, and I revere God and it's holy. And so it makes me even more aware and conscious because I'm not second guessing God. And I want God to know that. I want him to know that yeah. I'm thankful and grateful for all that he's given me. And that life is beautiful. And I have a full heart. Yes. 
Amen. And so that is what we want to leave you with. And Mom, do you want to try for? Do you want to pray? Should I pray? Pray us out, peace out. Yes. We're gonna <laughs> yes. switch things up. We're gonna switch things up a little bit. All right, I will. Dear Heavenly Father, it's like thank you for letting us speak your truth today. Thank you for all our listeners all around the world listening in. Help us to be very conscious of the words that we use and the thoughts that we have. Help us not to judge others. Dear God, lest we be judged. I do not want to be judged as harshly as I judge others. Dear God, please change our hearts. Help us to be mindful. Show us what we are doing so that we can stop. Help us to stop the complaining. It's so hard right now. We seem to live in a fallen world where complaints and negativity are trying to take hold of all that we hold sacred. We ask that you bring our mind and our thoughts to you and to your beauty, the beauty that you have hidden around in our lives everywhere. Even in our darkest moments, help us to see your beauty, your strength, your purpose, your sovereignty. Thank you for all the things that you have given us from the simple things that we take for granted, such as the air, to the more complex things, such as the relationships around us. Thank you, sweet Jesus, for your sacrifice and your love. Thank you for being with us. Dear God, show us your beauty. Whisper in our ear. Let us know that you are near. Bless each and every one of us. Cast out the judgment. Cast out the complaints. And help us to show your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Beautiful yeah. prayer. Thank you. <laughs> well, drop those complaints. No more judgment. And if it is, we just say an extra quick little prayer of thankfulness. Yes. <laughs> and ask God to guide us into his beauty and sovereignty. We're signing off in faith and love, Kelly. And Jaina. See you in two weeks. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you are looking for more daily inspiration, go follow us on Instagram. We created an Instagram page, and it's called faithfully underscore apologetic. So go there and give us a follow and a like and, and comment. Yep, and you'll find inspiration, words of wisdom, and we're sharing God's love and word. In faith and love. Kelly. And Jaina. Bye.